Cool. Uh, okay. I got my cap on. Yep. Classic. Gotta hide that hair, you know. Hey, my hair is great. I just got a haircut. I feel bad that I'm wearing a cap. Yeah, your wife does all this work to make your hair look nice. Actually, though. And then you just wear a hat. Yep. Terrible. It's just a habit. Well, we're basically into the episode already, so why not? Uh, yeah, let's just do this thing. Troll into it. So this Can is... I just go like this? Be like, hey, Lucas. Because you always do that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no? we just had a nice, uh, you know, what do you call that? Natural episode. I like that. Natural start. We'll just leave it. Yeah. Okay, we've currently started the video. I mean, the recording. Episode. Yeah, so... All right, folks. Well, uh, this is our feedback episode. Uh, I believe it's episode 18. And we want to talk to you a bit just about the concept of feedback episodes. We've kind of done these since the beginning. And they've yeah. been really useful, especially on episodes that have been more controversial or whatnot. And it allows you guys to, to send us feedback and to keep us accountable. So we're not saying we're not going to ever do feedback episodes. We should not be held accountable. And we're not saying we shouldn't be held accountable. We 100% welcome your feedback and your criticism and, and everything else. Well, I think that was part of it. So we, we were chatting about it. And uh, I guess some of our, our recent episodes have just been uh, so informative. I mean, our guests have been great. So there hasn't been a ton of like yeah. controversial content or, or anything. But uh, we we wanted to be challenged more by our audience and as well as the guests that you know people yeah you guys so you guys are so nice now you keep, just keep saying good job and you don't give us any hard questions yeah. for the feedback episodes other than like you know we just don't know how to make a podcast but i mean that was evident from the beginning and yeah <laughs> wow. we need tim here for the technical help so we'll get him next time but yeah so we're gonna be doing more interview episodes basically is what it amounts to so yeah and i think that's kind of we what we were aiming for all along was to kind of increase the frequency of those because that's kind of the meat and potatoes of the whole thing Totally. And, you know, you guys are busy when you tune in, like every time we appreciate it. And uh, we want to provide value for you when you're listening to this. So we feel that if the feedback episodes are kind of, you know, we're just talking and and not being uh, terribly informative or interesting or inspiring, then um, they're not that valuable. So we want to do more interview stuff and uh, and talk to, you know, interesting people who have yeah. uh, cool things to say. So possibly we'll do uh interview or well, we'll do a couple interviews and then maybe do a feedback that come, kind of combines the two of them or yeah, every, three of them or you know, whatever. six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. I'll do feedback, kind of, kind of a grab bag episode. We might start calling them that. Well, yeah. I, I don't just know. liked it. I just, <laughs> I just use that word right now. So we'll see where it goes. People latch on to it, but that's the plan. And yeah, every two weeks we'll have something new for you. So that's our commitment. Yeah. Hopefully we can keep that going. To it, so, and then, Oh, we were, we were talking about this. We didn't mention this or talk about this right before we went on, but we were talking about dropping it on Mondays instead of on Monday. Oh yeah, Mondays. So, yeah, so no, we did talk about this a bit. Yeah, instead of Saturdays. Instead of Saturdays. So again, but, if you guys want to send us some feedback, when do you listen to the podcast, and when do you like to listen? It to seems them? like most people don't listen on Sun. Well, there's a there's a larger portion who listen on the Saturday when we drop it, then on the Sunday, and then mm -hmm. it kicks back up on the Monday. Yeah. And so we thought um, Monday morning or Sunday night, even if we drop it, you can download it, and then for your drive to work, you yeah, got it so. all queued up. Whatever makes more sense. So maybe we'll do an Instagram poll on it. So let us know if anybody's watching. Let Otherwise, we'll probably just do it whenever we're you know not lazy enough to get it. Out. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm up for editing. So <laughs> it'll be like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Whenever Tyler <laughs> feels like it. Whenever his kids stop crying. That's it. Yeah. Cool stuff. But okay. Stuff. So that's kind of the plans for the future in terms of episode format and what we'll be doing. Yep. Um, but we can get a bit into uh, our last episode, kind of reviewing that a bit. Yeah. Um, Scott. Scott was awesome. That was fantastic. He, yeah, he, he just he blew it out of the park, man. 
hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, it was like the actual yeah. expression there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I always catch myself making the mistakes, so they're not as bad. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I can't point them out. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. No, I mean, Scott came with like a bunch of notes. Actually, the, Rhonda did too the, the time before that. Um, yeah, we should not sell her short. She she did awesome. Oh, no, as well. she did awesome. Um, but yeah, that was like we've had some guests who like come with notes prepared on what they want to talk about. Yep. And then some who just like show up and be like, all right, freewheel it. And it yeah, goes yeah. amazing too. Like, so, all right, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I know Scott had like, he knew what he wanted, he wanted to say and which was awesome. Cause you know, he, uh, definitely taught us a few things. So yeah, you know, for, uh, for his young age and whatnot, I say as the youngest person on the podcast, but yeah, it was, it was wow. really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it didn't even cross my mind that he was he's younger than me. <laughs> it's true. Like during the whole thing and then after I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. OK, such poise. But, but yeah, no, it was uh, to get into the, the meat and potatoes, as it were. Mm. Um, I thought their the model that they have were indeed in terms of enterprise and aid, yeah. helping people out and then, you know, building up the community through the local partnerships. Yeah, it's just a fantastic way to do it. And it seems like, the, again, in my limited experience, the best approach. Yeah, it's really cool that they don't shy away from the like the profit end of it. But then of course it's it's focused on getting the people in the community who they're who they're assisting to to be able to um, move past the aid that they're providing. Which is cool because yeah. you know, we yeah, we usually think about it like as as continual like support and help and and like holding someone's hand along the way, but where they're really like just kickstarting something that that will last forever yeah it can be self-sufficient so, right and yeah, that's really cool working with local partners too is a big yeah. part of that so. yeah so I, I would like from what i've talked to a few people after that episode about um different organizations some people have more experience in other things word need seems to be kind of unique in that in that they just um they focus on yeah the enterprise part of it and then they don't leave people like they don't just go in, dump some money and, and then take off or dump some money and throw a missionary at it. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's a crass way of saying it, but like that's so their, their model, the way they think about it is, is kind of unique and that, and that they're very, um, very selective about where they go. He said, they won't like, they won't just take on anything. They'll just, they would like, they were very selective with like the partnerships that they're creating. So yeah, that was, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I thought his um, definition of poverty, which I believe he took from the book uh, When Helping Hurts. Yeah, I, that's couldn't, an, that's, I couldn't correct you on that. Yeah, but. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. He he talked about poverty is a broken relationship between uh, four four things. Uh, the first being God, second being others, third being self, and fourth being creation. Yeah, and I thought that was yeah, that's a that's a really good way of describing it and, uh, and a useful way of thinking about it because it's not just obviously material poverty. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's a cool analysis. Like of obviously, as Christians, we all believe that those relationships are were broken in the fall, but you don't often think about them like broken out like that. And yeah, I mean, when you think about like a certain group of people or like your own situation, certain, um, certain, certain ones of these relationships are, are, are say more broken or less broken or, yep. or, or, you know, are less, there's less opportunity for, you know, uh, uh, reconciliation in some of these areas than there is in others sure. in certain situations. Right. So, yep. And so with, yeah, I mean, obviously the broken relationship with God is, is important that you get the mission work out, but then also with self and with others and, and building that whole framework so that it, it becomes a successful, you know, mission. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, pretty interesting. And then yeah. to recognize that, like 
you're not coming at it from a position of strength in all these four, you know, things either. Yeah, the West, right? you know, like the North America has has some strengths. You know, obviously, like the material side of things, things yeah. are things are well here. But yeah, we have uh, a weak relationship with God as a whole, as a society, right? Yeah. And then you know, I would I would even argue uh, others as well. Like just we're very individualistic. Bang on, yeah. <laughs> not a big deal. And um, you know we don't we don't know our neighbors too well often. And uh, yeah. and yeah, we our sense of community overall again, not so much in, in maybe our our local church community, but in North America overall as a society. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, like it's going down. I mean, uh, we didn't even think about digging into this, but uh, I think there's something to that that we. It seems like we always are trying to not not compensate. I can't say, but like. Yeah, I mean, you don't know your neighbors as well as say somebody who's who's excited about the gospel all the time. Like perhaps in in these, um, perhaps in these in these smaller communities or like um, more primitive cultures, yep. they're they're very like open and to dialogue because they they also like are involved in each other's lives with like trade and and whatever, right? Sure. Whereas you can live beside somebody and literally not have anything to do with them. Oh yeah. And so the having the love to share the gospel with them is like, it's hard to just like, I don't know, say love them enough to go and like minister, like, or like preach to them or basically, or like well, it's we help have, them. But we it, have, it's, it's so easy to be disconnected from people. Like we don't, yeah, it's because like we don't you know? need each other in the material sense. Yeah. So you're like, like, you like wave at them, like, you know, across the street and Hey, how's it going? Nice, you know, yeah. walking the dog today. Nice. Right. It's so much easier just just to go inside and you know not not have to worry about this person's spiritual health, no. yeah. right? Exactly. Whereas like I guess if you're like yeah if you're like washing clothes with someone in a river, yeah, it's like I don't know how like you know making it too like, primitive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe uh, although like he was describing some pretty primitive things to yeah. us, and but That's true. you know you're sitting beside somebody like you're sharing an experience. You're not just like yeah or sharing sh- a driveway, community right? meals, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, like maybe we compensate or we, we're very aware that, of that and and through our mission locally are are struggling with that. Like how do we, you know, even grow that love in ourselves for our neighbors? Like it's, it's just a tough thing. Yeah. So point being, uh, you know, pros and cons to each society and each culture and, and their uh, strengths and weaknesses for sure. And the, yeah, in these so, four regards. Yeah, it was cool to see that like the what – what we may have, we can bring to them and what they have, they bring to us. And so we, we didn't really even know that. I did not know that. That they were people sent, like, like from Brazil and, and Brazil South America are sending yeah. missionaries here to North it's, America. I thought it was interesting. It makes sense, honestly. I, I actually haven't done any more research on it, but Scott mentioned that like um, they were saying, they, you know, they, they were saying yeah. it. <laughs> Who's they, man? Um, scholars. Scholars. Okay. Scholars. Smart, on, wise on scholars. Well, he was saying that the, that Africa will be the hub of Christianity. Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not the West, which is interesting because you think of the West being like, I mean, we talked about it with Mike. It yep. was like, this is where Christianity was like, you know, the society was built around. Founding principles. So. Judeo-Christian. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I can definitely see a, a world where that's the case because we, we are pushing so fast, so f- or so far away from it so fast that it's like, 
So what does that mean for the church here then? I guess it's kind of a, a bit of a wake up call. And obviously, like I think as uh, at least I can speak for Canadian Reformed churches, like we have our churches have been responding to that growing need in North America, in Canada here. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Do efforts again, like what Pastor Ian's doing there in, in, in McQuestion with Mercy Church yeah. and um, uh, down in Blessings Church as well. And then also just local churches, I th- oh, BC, I think they're doing, they're starting a new yeah. mission church there too. But even like, yeah, even the local church just being attentive to, I think yeah. there's there's a very conscious well, attention being given to uh, just a, a new situation. Local yeah. efforts, yeah. evangelism. And I think it's stuff. like, yeah, you can see it across all of our churches. So, um, which, which is, is, which is great. But you also hear that like um, the church in, in China or something prays for the church of the West because yep. they see, a, a, you know, they might have physical persecution, but we have uh, some kind of subtle persecution that, or we don't really notice. Right. And it's like, you know, we can, you know, you can make light of that pretty easily. Cause it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, right. But mm-hmm. you know, you're actually suffering and we're like, eh, we're not really suffering. Right? Well, yeah. Like the threat of Western liberalism and, yeah. and all the, uh, but again, yeah, it goes back to these four relationships, God, others, self creation, like they're seeing a deterioration in, in our, our uh, relationship with God and like just in the culture, but then it, like permeating in the church. So yeah. yeah, definitely something to be attentive to. And I guess we can just keep doing this because this is how we solving it. Right. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And you know, just you know, being faithful, praying, yeah. praying, reading, all that kind of stuff. 100%. Uh, yeah. So I thought that it was a great episode. Honestly, I learned a ton. Uh, yeah. I think maybe finally just one of the interesting things to come out of that too, was just the impact of um, all the COVID policies in terms of increasing the need around the yeah. world for food relief. Yeah. That might not be something we, we think about in, in the debate necessarily how it impacts global supply chains for food mm-hmm. and whatnot so we like to think about our masks and yeah like our, my freedoms or like oh my health and safety yeah. depending on where you come down in the debate and then yeah it's having real impacts in people's lives that you know live off of you know these basically commodities that they are you know hoping that america buys or canada buys and yeah fundamentals yeah, yeah. definitely so yeah no for sure so yeah and it, like i think he wrapped up that podcast super good like he you know the encouragement he had he was very excited for his work in this new year and and laid out like how how we can get involved in in word and deed and stuff and i know that a lot of our churches collect for word and deed and like i'm sure like i'm sure a lot of people donate to it and they just do amazing work so yeah. and then also gave people a roadmap to get into it like how to it was cool yeah, yeah. for younger people if they yeah. want to get into it and, and yeah what kind of path they can just they can a little take. bit yeah like yeah and i think well, yeah, that brings to mind, he, he mentioned that, you know, we're all on the front line of mission. So yeah, no matter how, like what kind of schooling you're in and, you know, what, what your daily work looks like, you know, you're working to the best of your ability to the honor and glory of, you know, God's name. You're also on the front line of mission work. And we don't often think we think like send someone away to do mission work or, yep. you know, if it's my calling, I will go do mission work. But we don't think like, yeah, it's like an evangelistic mindset, like. Fully every, every every day when you're talking to people, everything you know, every, yeah. have, have in mind. Everything in Christ, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, there's just so many areas we can go with that. So totally, yeah. And that's actually a good segue too into uh, a couple of our upcoming episodes. Uh, yeah. We're doing one on apologetics coming up soon. Yeah. Um, maybe you can intro the guest. Actually, you you know him better than me. Yeah. So Jeff Morris is coming on. Um, he's well, we'll intro him formally, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, give but, people a, a little taste. 
Well, yeah, so Jeff's, you know, Jeff's just a smart guy, and uh, you know, so he's he's actually related to me somehow or other, uh, second cousin. Does or, that make him a smart like, guy? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good blood. Yeah, um, he's a prof. No, he's uh, he's actually a student now. But and is he so, not teaching classes there at Tyndale? I don't know. I don't think so. I think oh, he's, okay. he's learning at Tyndale because oh, um, he was he's in software develop or software development, software sales, and stuff like that. But he's always been interested in, in apologetics and philosophy and and defending the faith, you know, through logic and stuff like that. But also, he's just really well thought out. So he's it's, yeah. he spends a lot of time actually thinking about the questions that we would think. You know, we should think about that. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we're gonna have him on. Um, that'll be, be fascinating talk we, talk a bit about the questions that we had from students at Gita a little bit and exactly. then also about like generally how we approach apologetics and um the field of like apologetics more broadly like more philosophical like is it is it useful to argue certain ideas or certain avenues with people or is that like something that's like you know you're not gonna be able to prove god exists through this logical realm and kind of a fool should, should be kind of interesting so yeah yeah like i mean what, i don't really know what to i i can't really wrap my head around it right now but even uh yeah, yeah whether so. like you start with like the premise like okay god exists and then we're gonna argue from there or you go all right we're gonna try to appeal to to modern man's yeah. sensibilities and make the the, the quote-unquote rational argument yeah right well because some people approach it yeah i mean we're getting into it already but like some people approach it to be that um they'll argue for just a divine being because yeah. if they can, if they can then you have to make, make you agree that there's a divine being, yeah. then it's easy to make the leap to to God yeah. because God's the only, or the humanly the best explanation we would have for a divine being. Yeah, the God of the Bible. Through, through, yeah, because yeah, through the God. Yeah, yeah, through the Bible. So, so there's all sorts of avenues you can come at this, and and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he he'll definitely be able to lay some kind of a of a lens over it that would be like, oh, okay, this is how we should like you know maybe think about this so yeah we'll kind of like set the stage for for yeah all these different areas of inquiry into apologetics yeah. and, and how you can do it and then touch on some maybe some hot button topics yeah. that we got from the students and if he listens to this whole intro he's gonna like correct me on like 10 15 things oh yeah the first like, 20 minutes of the podcast but like, yeah so you guys got this completely yeah, you, so you <laughs> intro me back this up on that. yeah so but yeah stay tuned for that that's gonna be great that'll probably be our next one and then uh maybe you want to enter the, the one after that even yeah so we since a, we're gonna start kicking these out more often yeah so we have a lady uh this is you guys will like this this is fascinating so we have a lady who is from russia and she's supposed that's already to, fascinating that's already fascinating <laughs> just in and of itself uh hopefully barring any sort of like silly lockdown policies we'll be uh able to have her in the mm -hmm. studio and she's going to be discussing a paper she wrote and this isn't just like you know a four-page paper this is like hundreds of pages yeah which i gotta read yet so. yeah it's gonna take you years but I'm glad this is the next one yeah glad you have a couple <laughs> weeks still but <laughs> this lady took the time to write a, a very, very big paper on our churches, yeah. specifically our churches and how we set up educational institutions and systems yeah. and how we prepare our students um, for life in, in, you know, what is a diverse and pluralistic Canadian yeah. society. So she didn't come at it. it Maybe correct me if I'm wrong because you read it into this a little more, but she doesn't come at it from a, a religious standpoint, like, um, combating it against something else she just like was very interested in like the group of people we are as she, as canadian reform people as as like dutch immigrants her focus like, was education and so she she again like i said took it from the, the the angle of like what do our schools do and and how do they like what kind of students do they produce and how do those students 
fit in with the the in group with with like the uh, the immigrant society, right? And then also with the broader society and how well do they integrate? Because she she oh, had looked at like a number of different immigrant groups and then chose like specifically the Canadian uniform schools. Which would be interesting just to ask her she why. Did like six, why did you pick 64 us? interviews <laughs> yeah. and she talked with people from all over the churches, people left the churches. Like it's I think it's a really well balanced piece of uh piece of literature. Yeah, right? I haven't read it yet, but it sounds like it's gonna be an interesting, like almost outsider's take on our churches Who in a very are. honest and like and not biased like there's no agenda like that's what i find it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah i think so I like think she's, she doesn't she doesn't have to come to a, a conclusion right and like a lot of times when we approach stuff we're like well you know like i'd prefer if we came to this conclusion at the end of this so i'm gonna like go and find something that supports my view but this is gonna be a very honest like conversation so it's, yeah, be fun. it's a really good look at what makes up our churches and all the work first of all it took to create like these institutions yeah. and then by and large the great job they have done in maintaining our, our our sense of identity as as canadian reformed christians reformed christians yeah. and then also you know being able to successfully integrate into society and build businesses and build other institutions and it's going to be fascinating so yeah it's going to be cool definitely tune in for that one folks it's going to be good. coming from a ways away to come in studio, hopefully. So we're yeah, from Ottawa. So that'll be good. Anyways, so we probably yeah. prattled long enough here, I think. For an yeah, episode speaking that of not having useful things to say, yeah, um, kind of proved our point. Yeah, a little bit. But. So continue to challenge us on our next upcoming episodes. Yeah, um, these two. I'm sure both of these are going to have some things that are like maybe not edgy, but definitely some things that we can have conversations about. Um, we already had crazy conversations about apologetics and the different ways to look at that with yeah. somebody else. So, so that's a good field. It's uh it's going to be tough for us to engage with some of these things, but just, you know, anything, criticism, just advice, all bring it on. Yep. All your feedback. Totally. Looking forward to it, folks. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time on Real Talk. Thanks a lot, folks. Cheers.